Support for this podcast and the following message come from Corient. Corient provides wealth management services centered around you. They focus on exceeding your expectations and simplifying your life. Corient has been helping high achievers just like you enjoy their lives more fully, preserve their wealth, and provide for the people, causes, and communities they care about. As one of the largest integrated fee-only registered investment advisors in the U.S., Corient has deeply experienced teams in 23 strategic locations. Corient has extensive knowledge spanning the full spectrum of planning, investing, lending, and money management disciplines. Leverage Corient's exclusive network of experts to craft custom solutions designed to help you reach your financial goals, no matter how complex they may be. Real wealth requires real solutions. For more information, connect with a wealth advisor today at Corient.com. That's C-O-R-I-E-N-T.com. Corient.com. Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you, with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. You're listening to Tom and Bach on 93.7 The Ticket and theticketfm.com. Transfer portal news. Uh, Spencer Radler, in case you missed it, headed to South Carolina. In fact, they're tight end as well. Oklahoma's tight end uh, also headed to South Carolina. Uh, he's going to reunite with uh, Shane Beamer, who was uh, an OU assistant uh, during a couple seasons there in Norman. Surprised by that a little bit that he ends up at South Carolina. A little surprised. I, I kind of expected a bigger uh, name, but uh, um, in the SEC, that's going to be fun. Uh, Nebraska, former Nebraska running back Savion Morrison is going to Kansas. Uh, seems like that might be a good fit for him. Yeah, sure. I really thought that he had a chance to to win that job in fall camp. Silly me. Uh, it was Ramir <laughs> Johnson who was the guy who was fit down the line. As we welcome in BC, we got we got to call BC. Uh, we'll give BC a call. We have a call from Jason. Oh, Jason. Ahead. Okay, Jason. Hi, Jason. Hey guys, Tom. I think you said you went to Florida. That sounds like a fun trip. Oh, it was a good time. Yeah. Tampa. It was yeah, awesome. Been no, down there a no. couple times, and it was a fun area. Yeah. You know that basketball game? I was in Atlanta with some buddies. Don't usually get to go to road trips, road games, but I went on that, and it was a fun trip. Really disappointed on the on the basketball team's effort uh i think this was on twitter so you may have heard this uh at one point one of the players one of our guards i'll just leave it at that was told to go into the game pulled off his warm-up jersey had a t-shirt underneath but no jersey uh he had his warm-up he had a shirt underneath but no husker jersey so they had to you know wait somebody had to go to the locker room it just you know, I was 50 feet away, sitting there. My buddy pointed it out, and I was, you know, I was like, "Oh, brother, this doesn't typify Oscar basketball." I mean, the effort was not what it should be. You know, Auburn showed up, guys, with uh, regular colored uniforms that you would expect them in. They had their band there, they had cheerleaders there, they had a ton of fans. Now I know they're closer, proximity-wise, but it really looked like a second-class, third-class operation with Nebraska basketball. You know, and why couldn't we have 
why couldn't we have pressed? You know, God forbid Fred Hoiberg, uh, you know, says, hey, guys, let's, let's do a full-court press here, start the game. Let's be the aggressor. Let's get Auburn on their heels a little bit. I mean, I am ultra, Tom, I'm ultra disappointed right now in Hoiberg. His ingenuity, and to wrap it up, you know, there was a point, guys, in the second half, or it was the first half, uh, Sadler would seem more interested in watching one of the halftime, or not halftime, but one of the timeout contests on the court uh, than he was paying attention to the huddle. You know, and I know he didn't mean anything bad by it probably, and he he, he knew what was going on or whatever, but he spent a good chunk of that time out watching the contest. And, you know, he kind of he has a dopey look about him. He's a great guy, and everybody likes Doc. But, you know, Hoiberg wants to win here. He's going to have to treat this like big-time basketball. Hmm. And it's not the end of the world that there wasn't cheerleaders there. You know, I mean, that's not the end of the world that there wasn't band there, but a Division One power school like Nebraska ought to be able to send some cheerleaders. Um, you know, maybe not the band, but I'm just um, more than uh, unimpressed with Fred Hoiberg right now. Um, I, I don't think you're alone on that, Jason. Thanks for the call, uh, 464-5685. Well, our guy, uh, BC, covers Nebraska basketball for Husker 24-7. Uh, you heard some of that conversation. Do you agree? <clears throat> I am sorry, I wasn't patched okay. in, so I didn't, <laughs> I didn't hear it. But, well, um, it was another disappointing performance, obviously 102-67 uh, versus Michigan. Then you head on the road, and we understand that there is a flu. Uh, there is a virus going through this team, or at least has been. Uh, and you, you just lost Wilhelm Breidenbach. Uh, but it's more than that for Nebraska basketball. There's something really wrong. Um, yeah, I would agree with that. Um, it's uh, it's not just that they've lost. It's been pretty difficult to watch just the style of play. And, I mean, part of that's when, when you're shooting like 25% from three-point range and your offense really revolves around having the shooters. And I think they thought they did and maybe still do think they have the shooters, but that hasn't been proven so far. And it, it, it just feels like it has uh, sort of devolved into – um, a lot of one-on-one basketball in certain situations, some really rough shots. Um, sometimes you'll see some great individual play from a guy, on, you know, like Virgil will make a play happen, and you'll like, oh, that looked good for a second. But it's just not a consistent pattern to the offense. And mm-hmm. And really the big concern was at the beginning of the year, everyone remembers, was rebounding. And that was going to be the eyesore or the thing they were going to have to really overcome. And, uh, you know, when you, when you, uh, compound that with shooting it the way they have, it's just a a team in a bad way. And, Hmm. you know, I don't know what's going on behind the scenes this week. Um, I know there's a lot of commotion in the air about this and that, but it's, it's going to be tough right now to focus in and have a good week and, and come out Sunday and sort of say, we're going to try to save this season, you know, and uh, it really has to start on Sunday. Do you think that, I mean, there is just two games before you get to conference play uh, here in the next couple of weeks. Is there, is there a way to reorganize this team to maybe uh, be less reliant on the three point shooting? Uh, there, I mean, there might be, but I, I, I do think that's a big part of this offense, and I, I don't know. It's, it would have to be a dramatic makeover, remodeling of everything, uh, right midstream, 
And I know it's an eight-day layoff, but that's still pretty tough to do. Uh, there's a lot of guys who believe they're shooters on that roster, who are guys who you know came here to shoot the outside shot. That was part of their appeal. The appeal of the Hoiberg offense to them was that they could spread the floor out like that and have those opportunities. So I don't know if they're going to be able to knock down sort of their enthusiasm for for that part of the game and 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 shooting it from behind the arc as much as they do, uh, but. It, that's why I think it's really going to be a tough fix. And, you know, we know how rugged the Big Ten can be. Um, that's why, you know, they, they need to start Sunday with some success. They need to see the ball go through the hole and and get a win there and get to above 500, and, and, and maybe you can regroup. BC Husker 24-7 is our guest. Uh, seven wins the first season, seven wins the second season, uh, and it's been a rather clunky 5-6 and six start to this season. Is it too early, BC, to question the whole Hoiberg era? Uh, no, um, because, you know, that's the business we're in. Um, and it's, it's, it's been about as bad a result as, as we've ever seen when loss-wise. And I, I think people have been pretty forgiving as far as the timeline the first couple of years. But there was really a belief, you know, when this season started, um, okay, here was the takeoff point, and you're going to see some some definite improvement. And I guess there's still time to to show that. But at this at this very moment, I don't blame people for being totally discouraged because you know they're not only watching a team with a losing record right now; they're watching a team that has been lost two consecutive games by 30 plus points. I think Auburn's really good. I think Michigan will round into form. All of that, but. You know, you still got. You still hope you put a team on the floor, uh, given what was sort of advertised. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile, and the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time, there's Granger, offering professional grade supplies backed by product experts, so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com, or just stop by. Granger. For the ones who get it done. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply guys that can at least compete and and make teams sweat it out a little bit more than than the last couple games and then you have losses like western illinois thrown in there and you know opportunities missed like against nc state so you know the record is really abysmal um really for both hoiberg and frost you know when you look at it on paper and it's you can't overlook that that's that's the main statistic of them all so um and I, I think it's as frustrating for, for everybody over there as anybody else. I really think when this season started, they, they, they thought they'd be in a much different place right now. 
Uh, jumping over to football, signing day is tomorrow, and uh, in, it's going to be a small class or whatever, but we'll get to hear a little bit more from Scott Frost, not just on the signing day, but uh, kind of the staff that he's compiled. But a big day for Nebraska altogether, um, greeting Deshaun Singleton, a, a defensive back out of uh, Hutchinson Community College, and then they addressed the punter issue with Brian Buschini of the Montana punter. Um, I, I've, I've said this a long time, and the, and the Scott Frost era hasn't gone well, but it seems like he does a pretty good job of patching up the depth chart where it needs to be in the offseason. Would you agree yeah i mean i i think for what they have numbers wise they're going to put a pretty solid group together tomorrow with some room left for for portal guys and they've already started adding there i think the punter addition is huge uh he was the best punter in the fcs this last year he's a guy who's really detail oriented with it and he knows it's not just about kicking a boomer straight down the field but sometimes you know directional punting and angling it and 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 knowing how to hit those sort of punts so you know we've seen scholarship special team guys come in here before Daniel Cherney was one of them and not have success and we've seen kickers struggle that have scholarships so that's no given that that fixes it all but i do think the guys they've are bringing in with this punter and Timmy Timothy Bleak Road, who's the the kicker from Furman. You really like what their their numbers are and and what the what you know the data is on them. So you have to feel pretty good about that. Um, you know, I think Travis Fisher's having a pretty good finish to this class, and that's sort of the Travis Fisher way. It feels like sometimes people are like kind of wondering each class, like, okay, what's going to happen with the DBs, and then he ends up with a pretty solid crop of guys. And uh, there's some guys, you know, Tommy Hill was added from Arizona State last night and Singleton today, and I think they still could get the four-star uh, gold out of New Jersey. I actually expect that. So uh, everybody's on notice over there. I don't think anybody should feel like they have a job locked up in mm-hmm. Travis Fisher's secondary when this thing gets going in the spring. It's that That's going to be a pretty interesting position group. Brian Christofferson, Husker 24-7, is our guest. Based on the hires they made and the guys they're pursuing out of the portal, and considering that Scott Frost said he wasn't going to go too far away from his roots offensively, uh, are you getting many more clues as to what the offense might look like next year? Um, I, You know, that I think it's tough to say, honestly. I mean, I think there's been a lot of talk about how Whipple – is sort of a, a pass-first-to-run guy, but I think his offenses have been pretty well-balanced. And I think a big part, if you've listened to Scott Frost, you know, since the last month or month and a half, is blending things and having guys with different ideas and sort of bringing it all together. And so I, I think it would be probably a fool's errand and a little dangerous to, to label that Whipple's going to do this and that specifically uh, until they put their heads together for a while and, and we kind of, you know, get get some more clues. Um, I do know uh, that Mark Whipple checks a lot of the boxes for what Scott Frost was talking about when he said, I want to do more of the CEO role. I need to be able to step away a little bit from this. It's not going to be easy to do. I need to have somebody I can really trust. Well, when you think about all that, it kind of makes sense that you bring in a guy with four decades of experience who has been a head coach at three different places and all that. So, you know, Mickey Joseph was on the radio airwaves last night, and I think people were probably encouraged by some of the stuff he said about Whipple and just uh, 
you know, his aggressive mindset. And I, I really think Mark Whipple's going to look at this roster and say, okay, where does my strength lie? Um, and I honestly look to the perimeter of this offense. And I know Samore Toure's gone, but I think he's going to look out there and see Xavier Betts and Omar Manning and some of those young receivers and maybe whatever Mickey Joseph can add to it and think that's where that's a good starting point as far as, you know, we got to feed those guys. Now the question is, can you find the QB who can actually feed those guys? Do you think that, I mean, it's kind of just weird to understand what kind of Logan Smothers' position is here moving forward. Do you think they're looking for a starter in the portal, or do you think they're looking for competition? Um, that's a pretty good question because um, I think they – wouldn't say this, but I would think they're looking for a starter, um, sort of the guy who comes in the favorite without just saying he's the favorite. Uh, but that said, I don't want to dismiss that Logan Smothers can't be a part of the equation or make his case. I mean, he played pretty well against Iowa for, for three quarters, especially with what he was asked to do. And uh, he's a great running threat. I think there's still some questions to be answered in the passing game, but Scott Frost talked about how he had grown a lot in that area too. So, I mean, I think you got to give him a shot over the next eight months to, to show, you know, I can, I can throw it around too. And I've, I can move well, you know, I'm a problem with my feet for people. He was definitely a problem for Iowa in the first half of that game with his mobility. So um, I don't discount at all that Logan Smothers, um, you know, it, it could be a, a 1A, 1B type of conversation in the spring. I think we're going to have a good QB battle. Um, and whoever they pluck out of the portal, um, I think has to know you're going to have to fight like heck to earn this. We're not just giving it to you. You're not the anointed starter. Uh, we got a guy here and Smothers who thinks he can be the guy too, and you're going to have to beat him out. And Smothers needs to know the same thing. I would not have a problem if they went after two guys yeah. in the portal, and that might be hard to do to convince that. Uh, but I wouldn't. I'll, the more competition, the better, I say, and so uh, I, I would be all for that. Frost is speaking to the media tomorrow for signing day, correct, BC? Yeah, he is. The whole crew is. It's going to be Frost, Shenander, and the three uh, new offensive hires so far. So I'm guessing a lot of the questions asked will have nothing to do with signing day. Aren't you more curious about things outside of signing day? Yes, uh, definitely. I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm way more curious about, okay, you had the puzzle pieces in front of you the last month. Why, why, why is this a picture? You know, and I, I think – I think they've thought about every different angle with this thing. I, I mean, they know what's at stake. And so that's why I'm really interested to hear uh, the reasoning behind it, because I do think the fan base is open to the people he's hired and thinks, you know, who knows that might, maybe they have the answers. Um, I also think it's a fan base that has been burnt enough by off season hope that there's going to be a tempered reaction, which is fair. And just like, we'll see, that sounds good, but yeah, I want to see it play out. And I think the media would be wise to, yeah. to do the same thing as somebody who probably wrote a, a overly glowing story or two about Bob Diaco at this yeah. point when he was hired a few years ago. <laughs> That's funny. Uh, yeah. It'll be interesting tomorrow. Most of the questions asked will have nothing to do with signing day, but it's a signing day press conference. Uh, good stuff. BC. We'll talk to you soon. We'll talk to you next week. Yep, sounds good, guys. Thank uh, you. Brian Christofferson, Husker 24-7. Let's get to break, finish out with the pregame next. You're listening to Tom and Bach. Watch live on Facebook, YouTube, or Twitch.
Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for $1.29 each. Then get flavorful Tyson Natural Boneless Chicken Breasts for two forty nine dollars a pound, all with your card and a digital coupon. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.